Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23. Hey, we got to do a good show. I mean, we're talking about the goat here, the goat episode. Yeah, MJ. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we got to we got to produce here. Uh, episode 23. It's the week of July 25th, right? Yeah. The yeah. Week, week of, of week of yeah. July 25th. We're recording Thursday night, so we're at the 28th. Uh, a lot has happened. Obviously, opening of NFL training camps. The Pirates continue to play and disappoint. Um, Penguins make another below market signing. We have a great fact or fiction segment for you. And of course, we're going to close with some pretty interesting rants. And just a disclaimer, Michael, before we get started, if anybody is a Ben Roethlisberger fan, and I know my sister Maria was a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan, she may want to turn this episode off because over the course of the next 45 minutes to an hour, I'm going to rip that guy continuously. I didn't like him when he was here. The bozo continues to open his mouth. Prove that he's a total douchebag, and it just it continues. He he has to be heard. He just I, I don't know. Anyway, so we'll get to that later. Let's see, I'm already getting fired up. I can see that. Yeah, um, but first, well, as I mentioned, Steelers open training camp uh, on Tuesday. They reported nothing really uh, of note yet. Uh, they're not even in shoulder pads. No, That's not going to come. Drills, just drills. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did the conditioning shake, test, yeah. and the good news there: no one failed the conditioning test. So well, you positive. should. This is, right, this right. is your profession. Right, exactly. I mean, you should You're come in out of shape. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the one thing that I want to talk to you about, the one bit of news that sort of glossed over a little bit that I don't want to gloss over is Tyson Alualu starts camp on the pup list. He has some sort of knee irritation. He was working out too hard, supposedly, and now his, his knee is inflamed and it, it hurts and it's whatever. I think this is a huge concern. Obviously, they need this guy. Have you ever heard of a defensive tackle working out too hard? Well, I mean, did they ever a, look right, like they work out? That's a good out? point. That's a good point. And this is a guy who's had several injuries over the past several years. He's 35 years old. This is not a guy who's 25. You'd say, okay, he's a young guy who'll work his way through it. He's 35, and he shows up with knee issues. He's on a pup list. Not a, <laughs> a good sign of things to come for him. No, I mean, a, a guy his age with any kind of knee injury, um, any kind of back injury. Yeah, there's no such thing as minors, my point, that no, age. No, I don't. No, I mean, no. you and I both know, but there's no minor injury with no, us. No, and, and this could hurt the Steelers' depth at, mm -hmm. along the interior of the defensive line. So, yeah, it's something to watch. I mean, as we get closer to the first preseason game, if he's still on the pup list, mm -hmm. then you might want to think, well, maybe we got problems here. This could linger into the season. and. And who knows how many games or how many snaps he can play during the season. Well, and I think that's why it was so important for them. We've talked in previous podcasts about the depth they now have on the defensive line with all the signings. I think signing Montrevious Adams was huge because that's the guy who will step in. Now, I know they don't play their 3-4 base very much, if at all, anymore because of the way the NFL is. But you still need that guy in the middle uh, of the three, four that can take on two blockers. Yeah, first and second dine. Your first and second dine, mm -hmm. uh, three technique. Right. You know, defensive mm -hmm. tackle. Yeah, you, you need that guy. You need that depth. And you got <laughs> you got to have a clean rotation. Right. The defensive line mm -hmm. gets beat up a lot. And you need depth. And, you know, with one it's guy. It's going to be tested already. It's going to be tested right before they even take Not what they wanted time. to hear. We know how bad they were against the run last year. That's why they signed Ogunjobi. That's why they re-signed Adams. That's why they have Warman. They want that depth and to hopefully uh, make last year an aberration. But this has got to be a concern. Out of the gate, the guy you were counting on to really help in that regard is already hurt. Yeah, your first and second down defensive tackle uh, going down um, can be a cause for concern. But with the good news is it's the beginning of camp, not the end of camp. 
So there's time for him to possibly get healthy, but that, it is something to watch at his age. I mean, and his history of injury, absolutely. Um, I know, listen, we're what, three days into camp? You know, I mean, if you turn mm-hmm. on the NFL Network, you know, as I do sometimes, and I sit there mindlessly watching guys run drills. And right. listen. And all you're hoping for is they don't get hurt. Right. Like your guy in Tampa, unfortunately, goes down. Your starting center, Jensen, goes down today. He's carted off the field. That's the one thing you don't want right now. Even That's – you're trying to avoid at all costs. And and that's where we're at in camp. I mean, you know, you're not seeing much yet. No. But I know you're a Steeler guy, obviously. Tommy's not here, but he he's he's previed in the Steeler mm-hmm. roster. So earlier this week, you know, the Steelers aren't my team. I have the mm-hmm. NFL uh, ticket. I'm a Buccaneer guy. But I wanted to look at the roster because Tommy, for some reason, between the Penguins and the Pirates mm-hmm. – or Penguins and the Steelers, I'm sorry – he looks at everything through rose-colored glasses. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Well, camp just opened. And I know, you know, you and I, we especially with baseball, we, mm-hmm. you know, with with the analytics. Baseball analytics, as far as, you know, you got these guys from Harvard and Yale yeah, right. and these, you know, the guys that never played the game are telling us where you should be positioned right. on the mm-hmm. field, what what you pitch you should match Matchups, yes. yeah, every, all the above. Yeah. But in the NFL, it's a little different. So I went on pro football focus. And that's an analytical website, but it's done by ex-players. So they look at every snap of every player that's in the NFL. And I, I, I wanted to dig a little bit into the Steeler roster because mm-hmm. I'm not privy in right, what right. they do because I don't watch their games. And I got some concerns. Now, you tell me, we open camp. Now, the running back position, you take – Huge Na- concerns there. Huge Absolutely. concerns. Yeah. I mean, for me, I looked at the – Ross. of course, Najee Harris is a good mm-hmm. running back. Um, right. He's probably top 10 in the league, yeah. I would say, especially, you know, receiving He's a workhorse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he can do it all. Yeah, no question. He can block. He's great in pass pro. He's he's Yeah, he's definitely a top 10 running back in That's the league. That's not the issue. And then mm. – And then, oh, my Lord, yeah. I looked. Benny Snell – Anthony McFarland, and they just signed Jeremy McNichols, right. who was actually drafted by the Buccaneers, didn't know their playbook, and they caught him in the third preseason game of his rookie year. That should tell you something about him. I, the depth at running back, are they going to wait for somebody to get cut and pick somebody else up? I think they're going to ride with Snell. I really do. Oh I think Snell's going to be the backup. Uh, I think they believe in him for whatever reason. Now, in, in his credit, if you look at what he's done when he's played, his numbers aren't horrible. He's one of those guys where you watch him and after you're like, man, he did nothing. But then you look at his overall stats and it's like, well, well really? He was he, he produced this? So I, I think that's where the coaches are. They have plenty of opportunity to add to the position. It's one of the positions that everybody talked about from the national experts to the local that the Steelers would have to fortify. And the best they could do is they just signed Jeremy McNichols. McNichols. So – and I think he's just for depth. I, mean, I think he, so, he too. He could yeah. possibly beat out McFarland. He McFarland's could. been a huge disappointment. Well, yeah, absolutely. Huge disappointment. They they were looking at him as a game-breaker type coming out of Maryland. And he's it, never done it. He's it, talking about being able to stay healthy. He's never been able to stay right. healthy. So that's why you add the extra back. But right. my point being is it just anything happens to Harris. Now, one of the things I wanted on my list that I wanted to talk about, players to watch that you necessarily don't think of. And this ties into your question. They, they signed two rookie free agents, one that I really like. I've watched, I watched some film on him today as I was preparing for the podcast. Warren, the running back from Oklahoma State. Jalen Warren, right? He was a priority rookie free agent signing. 
I think this kid could be something. He's a little bit of a bowling ball right now. I don't know what his study habits are like. Is he going to be another McNichols and not know the playbook? I don't know that. But watching film on this kid, he was Oklahoma State's leading rusher the last two years. Now, they play in the Big 12. I get that. And it's wide open. It's like seven-on-seven seven football. So, But this is a kid who has some explosiveness to him. He's also a little bit bigger. Um, I think there's a possibility for him. And the other one was Mateo Durant from Duke. We saw a lot of yeah. Durant him, with Duke playing Pitt. This guy's not bad. I think he could be a practice squad running back. Now, to your question, are either of these two guys going to be the backup? Doubtful. It's going to be Snell, and they're going to ride with Snell. And, I mean, and for me, like I said, it just I, looking at it, you know, I was like, wow. If something happens to Harris, we all know yeah. running backs get nicked. Now he oh, hasn't yeah. been nicked, but if this happens, if he misses two, it's three football, weeks, man. Yeah, it, you got right. you don't have the depth at that position. You, you look at other teams. And they actually, and are you ready to ride with Benny Snell as your primary running back if you have to? I mean, that's 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 where you get thin. Right. Yeah, that's where you get thin. Then my my other thing that I went to is I looked at the cornerback position. Right. Right. Now Corn, Tommy talks yes. about you know Mika Fitzpatrick signing that deal, mm-hmm. great great deal. Right. Right. He's a safety. You know how I feel about right. safeties. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the cornerback position. There's 32 teams in the NFL. Pro Football Focus has the Steelers cornerbacks and nickelback mm-hmm. rated number 29 out of 32. That's that's a problem. That's area. an issue. Levi Wallace is okay. He's a good player. He's a good player. Is he's he a, a number one? No. no. He he's might not even be a two. He's more of a third right. corner. And then uh, Witherspoon. He, he he showed flashes last he did. year. I know he did. that. He I, did. I know that. But it, he and played then, very well. Last five games of the season, he played very well. And then last you got, year, you got Cam, Cam Sutton, Sutton, who's a great nickel. He's a nickel, and and that is a position that actually Rondy Barber was the guy that mm-hmm. started the nickel right. position, and that's probably why he isn't in the Hall of Fame because they didn't know where to right. put him yet. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame he's not in the Hall of Fame. He should be. That's a whole different 25 discussion. Twenty-five sacks we can have. and forty interceptions. Right. I mean, that's crazy. Um, but behind them, you got James Pierre and Justin right. Lane was bust. really a bust. Bust. A third-round pick out of Michigan State. They had high hopes for him. They thought he would develop. He's done nothing. He's predominantly a special teams player at this point. We know how the Steelers value special teams. They look at guys specifically for that position. I think Justin Lane's got a good shot of making the squad because, because, he, of, the, the because of special teams. Uh, and I think he and Pierre are going to battle it out. Who's, who's the better special teams performer? Pierre, once again, he was a free agent signee. Performed well in training camp, started the season out well last year, and then lost his job. Just fell off a cliff. You can't count on him. So you're right. There's no depth. Once again, you're absolutely right. You're targeting the right positions. I can't sit here, even though I'm a quote unquote Steeler fan. You know, I'm not. I'm a pit guy. Steelers come way second for me. So I can look at it pretty objectively. And when I look at the corner position, there's concern there. Right. And, and if one of those guys go down, then what? And, and then they, you know, they obviously the defensive line was ranked fifth, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, and that includes the edge rushers, right. which is what uh, we, we get right. that. I'm not going to talk about them. Linebackers were rated 26th. Huge concern. Listen, Devin Bush, they're trying to rationalize his poor season last year because he was coming off the ACL. I'll, I'll attribute that a little bit. This is a guy who I think has never learned how to play middle linebacker in the NFL. When he played well, he was using instincts. And we know he can fly side. He's no Devin White, but the guy has some speed. But now with the knee injury, and he he's just – I don't think he – Tentative. He's very tentative. Uh, there were a ton of funny memes last year 
that came out about him. He was reacting very late to plays. When an offense disguises what they're doing, he's totally lost, and he's you know half a second behind. And in the NFL, half second means everything. So until he goes out and proves it, he's a huge, huge question mark in the middle of that defense. Miles Jack, injury prone. I like him. I, 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 I like him. I like the signing, but he's injury prone. I mean, and, and, and he's I, an injury I, risk. Everybody looks at Miles Jack because he was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, or was he? Was he a second round? He pick? He was a second round pick. Yeah, because he yes. was injured. He was. Yes. And, and, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's had a solid career, but uh, is he an upgrade over Joe Schober? Schober absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how much? And then where's the depth? There's there? no Robert Spillane again. Th- that that again. Yeah. yeah. We, we we seen him. Was it last year? And he coming oh, to the yeah. game. I mean, and I said, just... who the hell is this guy? Right. I mean, I had no idea yeah. who he was. So there. And then the the other question I got for you, obviously, Tom loved all these. They they signed a whole bunch of offensive linemen. Now, other than the kids. You know, I didn't like it. I, I don't like I, any I, of them. I didn't like any of them. What are they going to do at left guard? Is it going to be Dotson? Is it going to be Kendrick Green? Well, the thing with Dotson is last year he didn't work hard, bottom line. He came into camp out of shape. He wasn't prepared and wasn't ready to go. He lost his job, and then he got hurt. Listen, football, you have to be ready to go. And that, that impacted TJ last year. Him doing the sit-in or whatever they're calling it nowadays where he showed up at camp and didn't do any teamwork – that catches up to you. Soft tissue injuries, yeah. and that's what we saw with TJ last year. He wasn't ready to go. Same thing with Kevin Dotson. And he was in the doghouse. He came into, into camp this year in much better shape. He's ready to go. He's running with the ones right now over Kendrick Green, who they're moving over to left guard. The one thing I'll say there, it, when when Dotson was on his rookie year, he played well. He graded, speaking of PFF, he graded out well. So if we're going to get that version of Dotson, I'm okay. And then you have Kendrick Green as some depth. And hopefully this kid will, will work a little bit harder. We say it all the time. Competition makes everybody better. Right? We talk about it with the Pirates. Let's keep adding to the minor league system because competition is going to bring out the best in everybody. That's what I have to hope for at left guard. And that's what I'm sure the Steelers are hoping for. These guys will push each other and you'll get a serviceable left guard in there this year. Okay. Now, what I don't – everybody's high on James Daniels. I see all these breakdowns. Yeah. Matt Williamson on DK site really liked to do. Listen, I went back and watched the Bears. I was what looking Trubisky and Daniels. I didn't like what I saw. I don't see the hype with this guy. Um, so I'm very concerned about that. Mason Cole at center? Really? Yeah. I, I that, mean, that gets you excited? Yeah. And, and, and Chooks? Okay, Chooks, I'll get, he's a decent tackle. Yeah, but if he's your best offensive lineman, right. like last year, Dan you, Moore you, played you, well as a rookie at left tackle. So, and who knows? We've seen guys go backwards. I mean, we're going to see the same thing with Dan Moore this year at left tackle. Uh, listen, that offensive line is it, real shaky. It's real shaky, and and if they have the same problems they had last year running the football, which they had a ton of problems running the football, there's no way to disguise it. There's right. no way to hide from it. Yep. That they, we, they could not run. They the could football. not. They did not have the. And what, what was it? Look, when you're running the ball, that's mono and mono, man. That's toughness. Yeah. That's yeah, just it's a mindset. It's, it is. It's, it's absolutely. Mindset. And most offensive linemen love when you're running the ball. You talk to the pit offensive linemen, as we have, they're excited for the offense this yeah. year because they're going to run the ball more. They love that. Yeah. They want to impose their will on the defense, the front seven of the defense. And for whatever reason, the Steelers offensive linemen last year, uh, they, it was the other way. They got bullied. Right, and, and they signed a bunch of guys, and we'll see if we'll, – I we'll mean, only her. time will tell. And, yeah. and obviously for this week – We'll lay off the quarterback thing because we're just going to say we're just going to save the listeners the, right. the nauseum yeah. of the the seeing, Trubisky, yeah, exactly. Pickett, Pickett and, and Rudolph, Rudolph thing. Yeah. We're just going to let that go for this week. No, I agree, and I think 
that's a good start for this next week. Obviously, we'll have more. They'll be in pads. We'll start to see a little bit more. You're going to see the rotation. You're going to see who's really getting more reps. Uh, and Deontay Johnson, I'm going to tell you right now, buddy, you better start playing because Pickens is the real deal. We'll tease that. We'll talk more about Pickens next week when we see him in pads. Real quick, just give me your initial thought. Well, I, I think Pickens can be their next great so wide receiver. If five. we go back, we're on episode 23. If we yep. go back, I don't know how many weeks when I was watching film on the wide receivers. Listen, Pickens was the number one wide receiver coming out of high school. He had two great years at Georgia. He got hurt. He came back. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to come back last year and play in those two playoff games, but he wanted to come back and show everybody that he was healthy and, and he was ready to take the next step in the NFL. If he played last year a full season, he, we wouldn't even be talking about him as a stealer. This guy has all the talent in the world. He can high point the ball. Mm -hmm. um, he's got size. Um, he's got great hands, good body control, um, runs good routes. I mean, th th there's nothing that – I mean, it's not a surprise to me just because he was a second-round pick that, that so far he's making some plays, you know, in camp and in, in obviously in minicamp that people were – they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, this guy can play. You think there's any chance the Steelers trade Deontay Johnson to Oof. fill one of these gaps we talked about? Well, I mean, you know, the depth at corner, the depth mm -hmm. at running back. I, at this point in the season, it's not like baseball, right. like with the trade deadline. It's really hard to make moves. Um, I don't think they're going to trade him this year. But like you said, he better get on the field at some point. And I, I, Johnson, for me, would be a perfect slot receiver. Mm -hmm. But he's not a number one. He was a number one here because Ben couldn't throw the ball past 10 yards. <laughs> ben, either, Which were, yeah. ben either threw the ball zero to 10 yards or 30 yards downfield. Like just get it downfield to clay pole and see what happens. Those were the only two. They didn't throw anything medium. Mm -hmm. So the offense is going to be a little different this year. We're going to see. But, I, yeah, he has to get on the field. We're going to talk more about Ben and throwing the ball down the field in the fact or fiction segment. So stay tuned for that. But for now. Let's move on to the Pirates. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we, I get, we have to. They're yeah. playing. They're, they're, are they playing? Are they, well, that's, that, that's, a, that, that, that's a loose term, isn't we it? We knew they're playing the Vets now in the hopes that they could dish some. We, we talked about last week's trade that was breaking as we actually started to record the podcast, uh, the trade of Vogelbach. Obviously, more to come. Uh, you got to think Gamble is going to go. He's a nice fourth outfielder for a contender for sure. Quintana, great. At, his last outing was fantastic. Uh, I, I told you I was hoping they would trade him prior to his next start because you same thing. He could go out there. I think he's tentatively scheduled for when is he? Is he tonight? No, he's not tomorrow night. Tonight. Um, who's pitching tonight? Um, anyway, yeah, he's not tonight. So, no. but I was hoping going to be because who knows? He goes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, God yeah. forbid something. You know, with, with the pitcher or he gives he, up seven or runs right, two exactly. innings, and then they, they devalues I mean, him even more. Exactly, he's coming off a real solid outing. I was hoping they dish him. They haven't yet. Um, anybody else? It'll just be fringe. It'll be my, even Bedner. I mean, they're not going to get much for him. No, he's a reliever. He's a reliever, and they're a dime a dozen, as we always say. The the elephant in the room. I mean, when, yeah. when we talk about it. You and I ad nauseum. You'll call me, or I'll call you. Mm. Listen, I, you know, it's funny how the Pirates, it seems like they hold the rookies to a higher standard than they the hold veterans. the veterans. Yes. You know, Cal Mitchell wasn't hitting, they sent him down. Zawinski was struggling, and he really was struggling. Yeah. Not struggling any more than uh, Yoshi mm -hmm. to show, Sugo, though. that guy, please. I, I mean. You know how I feel about I, him. That I, dude I should just, not be wearing a uh, major league uniform. No major league uniform. I mean, at what point do you hold these guys accountable, right? 
Josh Van Meter, my guard. Mm. He can't play second. He can't play first. He can't hit. Right. He can't run. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what, what he's value good at. is he bringing. Actually, I, I I was playing MLB the show today, mm. and I hit two home runs with Josh Van Meter. Well, maybe that one is, off a of left, right. <laughs> and I'm still only hitting 206 with him. But my point is, these guys got to be moved off this roster mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. So I seen it broke today. Bly Madris is back. He's in the lineup tonight. I'm gonna be, oh, here we go. Yeah. I said Tashogo's gone or Van Meter's mm-hmm. gone. No, Brian Reynolds was put on the paternity list. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, Bly Madris is is there. Well, Tashogo's yes. not in the lineup. Van Meter's mm-hmm. playing first tonight. I, it's I, I mean, listen, I it's infuriating. I, it, I'm sorry, it, it, it is. It, it's like well, you got one foot in and you got one, one foot, foot out. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you trying to do? Are you trying to play the young guys? Play the young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's just infuriating. Now, like I told you, with with Sutsugo, right? With Yoshi, our boy Yoshi, you're DHing him. Why not Jiwan Bay? Right? I'm He's not been sure. it up all year at AAA. Why not call him up? I'm not sure. He's had close to three. And let him DH. Yeah, I, I, it's I, yeah. and work him in the field. Anybody, anybody I mean, but these two guys. Yeah, I mean, anybody. I don't. I don't I just, I, you know, and and they have been playing with Greg Allen. Yeah, 083 still since he's been activated. He's for Look, I know he was on the you know injured reserve yeah, all year, but still, yes, this guy's not even close at the plate. Yeah, send him back down. Yeah. He's Billy Hamilton light, whatever that hell yeah. that means, right. because yeah. that guy's only a 220 career. Right. Um, yeah, they they got Allen in there, they got the Shogo in there, they got Van Meter. Those guys, like I said, we, we stopped talking about the catching position this year because it is yeah it is what it, it is it's, this it's year. Not Next gonna year change. it's going to be right. completely different, but this year. I, you know, man. On the bright side, let's let's talk about some of the guys in the minor league system. Yeah, so we that we may be seeing here. We were very doing soon. a down on the farm right. segment, you know, and I we did it a month ago. We did pitchers first, and then the following week I I, I did hitters. And I, this week I want to touch on pitchers again, but we're we're not going to get into the guys that are in the top thirty, right? Except mm-hmm. for one. Um, you know, we talk about relief pitching all the time. I you you're in the same boat I mm-hmm. am as far as your view on relief pitching. Relief pitchers are like Skittles. Right. You just open up a bag right. and you pick out whichever one you want. It might yep. stick, it might, you might not like that one. You, you take you a lime one, right. you take a you know, yellow one. Um, we got a couple pitchers at AA Altoona. And one's J.C. Flowers. He was a fourth round pick out of Florida State in 2019. And I remember when the Pirates took him in 19 in the fourth round and I was like, he's just an okay mm-hmm. hitter. Well, they drafted him as a pitcher, and I, I was like, okay. okay. I mean, we've seen that before. Josh, right. John, mm-hmm. John Van Van Scoten, right. way back in the day out of Kent State. He should have stayed at first base. He was you know, the Mac hitter of the year, yeah, and the right. Pirates turned him into right. a freaking yeah. pitcher, and he right. wasn't any yeah. good at that. Flowers um, didn't pitch his freshman or sophomore year at Florida State. Um, his junior year, he hit 266 with 13 homers, and he only pitched in 22 games, but he saved 13 of them. As soon as the Pirates brought him into the fold, they put him in the bullpen. He's at Double A Altoona right now, and he's pitched 53 and two thirds innings in 25 games. He mm-hmm. started two games, and he has a 2.85 ERA. Great swing guy, then, and, yep. and that's a great swing guy. But mm-hmm. my point being is, he has very great. little experience pitching, and he's starting sure. to pick it up. There's something there that could mm-hmm. possibly be in our bullpen, a Next, sixth or right. seventh mm-hmm. inning guy. Mm-hmm. The other guy out of Altoona is Tajay Thomas. Um, he was a for us, a big international mm-hmm. signing. Um, started, he throws, I mean, complete he's smoke. A, he, he's three digits. When guy. I was at the Altoona game, 
I heard him. I, I was sitting actually on the third baseline, and Altoona's bullpen's on the first baseline down under this little scoreboard. And it sounded like firecrackers. It was him warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> this guy can throw smoke. Yeah. His he touches pro- 100 regularly. His, yeah. problem, his problem was he couldn't find the strike zone, so they moved him to the bullpen. He's been – he was terrible at the beginning of the year. He has a 334 ERA. He's pitched 35 innings. He has 35 strikeouts. Yes, he has 18 walks and 35 innings. He's still having trouble finding the zone. you got to think that will come. As and he learns hoping, how to pitch, that hopefully the control will come. This is another piece that we could mm-hmm. possibly have in the bullpen at some point next year, those two guys. Uh, we got one guy in the – Cody Bolton, we mm-hmm. talked about yep, in the yep. previous podcast. Tommy actually brought him up. We completely forgot about him we, because he, he was hot with yep. Tommy John surgery. Um, <clears throat> had a wonky outing last night. He pitched two and a third. I think he threw 30 pitches in the second inning. Um, but going into last night, he had a 289 ERA, 46 innings, 50 strikeouts. He doesn't give up any hits. Mm-hmm. The problem with him, he has 28 yep. walks and 46 innings. Now, that is – Part of the feel of pitching again when you're out mm-hmm. 14 right. months and you it, come that's back. That's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah, you have trouble finding mm-hmm. that feel. He's still feeling his way. I think this is a guy that could possibly be a fifth starter here next year. And the one guy I really want to talk about mm-hmm. is Bubba Chandler. Uh, everybody knows that he was a high draft pick last year, I believe a third rounder that we paid basically first round, end of first round money for. Um, he was a uh, Clemson recruit a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Clemson recruit is a baseball Hell player. Hell of an athlete, yeah. I mean, great athlete. He's trying to do it both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to hit and pitch. Well, and to the Pirates' credit, they told him they would give him the opportunity to play both, and they're sticking by their word. So I like that. Okay. At some point, like you would have to – he's going to be a pitcher. Well, what, what's today? The, the 28th of 28th July. 28th of July? Yeah. I think tomorrow should be the day they tell him he's no right. longer hitting. Yeah. Um, he pitched the other night three and a third, struck out seven guys. Um, I watched all seven strikeouts at Bradenton, and it's only his, uh, I believe, second game at mm-hmm. Bradenton. He's pitched six and a third at Bradenton. He has 10 strikeouts. Now, he has a 7-11 ERA, but when he was in the uh, Florida State mm-hmm. League, where the rookies play, 15 and a third, 27 strikeouts, 10 walks, and a zero ERA. Yeah. This guy was throwing 98-99 all day the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, with no problem. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, there's no – It looks effortless for It's, it's effortless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no herky-jerky in his in his, in his his um, delivery. Um, he broke off a couple sliders that just buckled mm-hmm. knees. Um, this guy, if he concentrates on pitching, has a chance to be a one or a two. I believe that. Mm-hmm. His stuff is that electric. So there are some things coming through the system. These were the four guys that I wanted to target mm-hmm. in today's episode just to give some people out there that don't follow the minors, especially <clears throat> deep into the minors like I, I do, some guys that you, you probably haven't heard of other than obviously Bubba Chandler. Right. And let's hope with the trade deadline days away at this point that they add to it. Listen, with the pieces they're going to trade, they're not going to get a team's top. They're just not. And if somehow Charrington's able to do that, I tip my cap to him. But none of these guys that we talked, Quintana, Gamble, Ben, they're not going to get a team's top 10 prospect. They're just not. No, no, no. Not for a two-month rental no. and, and, a, and, a, and a relief pitcher. Um, yeah. The one hope I had was, and I know, you know, Pirate fans don't want to hear it, but the Brian Reynolds. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I, I thought the Yankees were a perfect fit, and they went out today and got Andrew Benatendi. Uh, my son almost jumped off a cliff that was his favorite player for the Red Sox for years until they traded him to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, the Yankees are off the table because they got that left-handed hitting outfielder now, so it's not going to be Reynolds. Um, 
I don't know if Reynolds fits. Reynolds fits with Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I've heard some rumors that Atlanta, you know, I heard some ridiculous trades like um, putting Spencer Strider in a deal. Mm -hmm. Atlanta would have to be on crack. I mean, that guy's 80 innings, 120 strikeouts, and 291 ERA. Yeah, you're not getting him. You're not getting Strider. Um, you might get some of their minor league guys, but Atlanta's brought most of their minor leaguers mm-hmm. up. Michael Harris is up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got some decent minor league players, but they don't have any more top 100 guys. Mm-hmm. And and that's what you need two two top 100 guys for Reynolds, or one top 100 guy in a major, major. leaguer that's already there, that's a little right. bit younger and has more you know upside longer term than Reynolds at 27. So we'll see what they do in the next week. It's been slow moving. There's been very few moves other than the right. Bogobok deal. And Ben Attendee. And Ben today, Attendee yeah. today. And that's been it so far. So maybe And next obviously week. the biggest chip is Juan Soto. We talked about him last week. Yes. And the feasibility of the Pirates trading for him. Uh, Adam Bittner of the Post-Gazette, I think he listens I, I to our it. podcast. Yeah. He, he wrote that article. Yeah. Exactly what we talked about last week. He wrote that article. It was published Sunday, I believe. Um, it's certainly – but – you know, he's the biggest chip out there. Wilson Contreras from the Cubs. I mean, we're going to hear some big names being moved here over the next four or five days, uh, but I don't think any of them are going to involve the Pirates. No, I, I really don't. I mean, it, it's it, we're at the point where the Pirates are probably going to move, move a few pieces, but it's not going to raise any eyebrows. And to the average fan, most of the guys that they're going to get back, you never heard of. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's where we're at. But hopefully we have more news for you next week, and hopefully it starts to move, like I said, with that extra wild card and then mm-hmm. moving – Excuse me. The date, it's slow moving so far. Yeah, it definitely is. Meanwhile, uh, Penguins continue to make moves. Yeah. And I don't know how Hextall's doing this, Michael. He he has signed every guy this offseason to well below market value, what you perceive to be market value anyway. The latest being Danton Heinen, who was arbitration eligible. They didn't tender him. He became a free agent. They signed him yesterday a million dollars a year. This is a guy who many thought would get three and a half to four AAV. The Penguins signed him to a one-year deal for a million dollars. I mean, I don't honest to God, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if it's it's Sid talking to these guys saying, "Hey, we're going all in. We're making one more run. Like, is, we want is, you here." Is Sid Tom Brady light? He might be. Yeah, you got to wonder you because how in the hell else are they doing this? I, you know, I, I, obviously you want to give Hextall credit because obviously, you know, this is a guy that contributed. Last year, I mean, he this guy right. was a contributor. Five on five, he's scoring goals. He was streaky, albeit, but he scored a lot of five on five goals. They they played their cards. They said, "Okay, we're not tendering you. Go see what's out there." What was out there might must have not been to his liking to maybe come back on a one year deal. Now this guy's what twenty seven years mm-hmm. old. He's on a. It, it works for both teams. He's got to be motivated to play better because he wants a longer-term contract next year. So it's a win for both both sides. This guy has a proven contract, and the Penguins got him for less than perceived market value. So, yeah, it's, you know, adding another cog, cog to the right. wheel. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and an important one, too, because he's a bottom six player, which we talked about last week that we the, the Penguins were very weak bottom very six. Thin. He certainly helps that cause. He's another guy that can move up and down the lineup as needed when, when injuries occur. I don't think the Penguins are done. I think to, they're gonna, we're going to see little drips and drabs the rest of the way here the next couple months. They're a million one over the cap, so obviously they need to do something there. They can send down some guys to get under the cap, but Hextall likes to be one and a half to two under the cap during the season so he can make necessary moves. 
I still think they're going to dish a defenseman. I really do. Whether it's Dumoulin, Pedersen, one of these guys for more bottom six depth up front, you got to trade from where your strength is. Yeah, right they, now, it's on the blue line. They're, they're deep on the defensive side, so that's where you trade from, like you said. So, yeah, there there looks like there might be another move or two before camp opens up, and we'll see what happens. But that was a good signing for them. Totally out of left field. Wasn't yeah. expecting it, and then bang, it hit. Yeah, I've seen it all over Twitter, and I'm thinking, what the hell? I mean, you know, because you obviously – This guy scored 18 goals last year. Yeah, yeah. A million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean, like I said, he, he did his job. He's gotten everybody he right. said he was going to get. They went with – obviously, Tommy had plan A and plan, plan B. Right. They went with plan, plan A, a all the way. All plan the way. A all the way, yeah. They went and they basically bringing the same team back. We're going to see if these guys can step up and surpass what they did last. Listen, we said the regular season means nothing. You just got to get into the dance, right? Once and don't get, get into the dance. I yeah, think they got the enough dance. talent. Yeah. Unless barring like Major catastrophic injury, yes. injuries, then right. obviously they're going to get into the playoffs. It's can they get out of the first round? That's been the problem. And if it happens again this year, then what do you do? I mean, right. you're hamstrung now because you signed these guys. Right. To, so there's no easy. This fit. is right. what it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. We'll see what happens over the next few weeks. I do think, <clears throat> like we said, excuse me. There's more to come. There's more to come. He's going to get under the cap. He's going to, and I think how he does it is trading one of the defensemen that has the bigger contract, four million plus. That's Dumoulin and Pedersen. So I don't care what side they play on. Everybody likes to talk about right, right left, left, and yeah. I don't think it matters. I think he's looking at contract now and what he can get for these guys to replenish the bottom six. Uh, he's all in. Uh, you know, you got to give him credit. They're all in. They, they're going. They want to win another cup with Sid and Gino and Latang, and, and he's going to do what it takes to to get them there. So we'll see what happens. Factor fiction time. Oh, factor factor fiction. fiction time. Been waiting for this. I warned everybody at the outset that I'm going to be bashing Ben. So the rest of the way, the last 10 minutes or whatever of the show here, this is going to be a Ben bash for me. But anyway, we talked about Tyson Alualu and the injury to his knee. Fact or fiction, Alualu will play more than eight games this year. Uh, that's fiction. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure with his injury history and his age, um, He's going to sit out probably half the games, if not more than that. Mm -hmm. I, I just think, you know, hopefully when he does play, however many games those are, for Steeler fans, that he he's a factor in whichever – whatever the right. amount of games he plays in. He makes an impact in those games. He makes an impact games. in those yeah. games. It's not, qual uh, it's not quantity, it's quality, hopefully, right. with him. But I, I don't think he plays nine games this year or eight games. I Probably more like six or seven. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm hopeful he can get to six or seven. I don't even know if it will be that many. As I said, horrible sign that he comes in and he's on the pup list already. He's 35. Yep. I mean, yep, yep, yep. It, it, that, that does not forebode well for this season and what he's going to be able to bring. So hopefully I'm wrong and he does play, but I, I say fiction. I'm going to say five or six games, and you're right. Hopefully there's five or six games he can make an impact. I'm not optimistic. Juan Soto will be dealt to the Cardinals. Fact or fiction? That's fiction. Um, oh. it, it, and, and I'll say this because of the Cardinals, and they're in our division, so I, I'm, I know a little bit more about the Cardinals than I would say Texas mm -hmm. or Seattle. Right. Uh, the Cardinals do things a certain way. Obviously, they signed Arenado mm -hmm. as a free agent. Right. They got Paul Goldschmidt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Via trade. Via yeah. trade. I don't think they make this deal because the Cardinals use most of their minor leagues to fill in those other spots. And 
to get a guy like Juan Soto, and the Cardinals are hovering around like I think they're 51 and 47. They're just, I mean, they're obviously, I think, a game out of the last playoff spot. If they go for this and it doesn't work, they're going to be hamstrung for right. a long time because they build their team through their, from, minor, through yep. their minor leagues up. So I'm going to say this is fiction. I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. There's been a lot of smoke around the Cardinals. They have the prospects, as you remember, they have a strong minor league system. They have the prospects to pull it off. And they're not afraid to pay them. Uh, and they'll build around them. We talked about this last week. They'll build around Soto, Goldschmidt, and Arenado. Right? Um, and then they'll fill in the gaps from there. I, I think – I'm going to say fact. He would be a perfect fit. He Listen, would be. I mean, He's a left-handed hitting middle-of-the-order guy when you've got Goldschmidt and Arenado both hitting from the right side of the plate. The problem is, what do you give up to get him? You're going to have to give up some already guys that are on your major league like, roster. The pro- the, from what I've heard and what I've read, it's going to be their second baseman, their top prospect that they brought, Gorman. Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman's going to be one. They're going to have to give up a couple pitching prospects. Libertor, yeah. Libertor is probably on that list. I mean, listen, Washington's not going to give them away for free. I mean, right. They still got them under control for two more years. So they're not they're not in any rush to get them out the door. I heard people talking that, oh, well, Washington's going to put Soto in there with uh, Strasburg. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they're, they're Patrick Corbin trying to get rid of their contracts. And Rizzo said, absolutely not. If we make a deal, it, those two guys aren't going to be included because we don't want to dilute the pool of players we're getting back because we're dumping a contract. Right. So whoever trades for Juan Soto is going to have to give up a hell of a lot. I think the perfect fit for him, not that this is part of the fact or fiction, Seattle put him next to Julio Rodriguez. Oof, Seattle can you imagine got, those two? Seattle got some guys that are very, very young that they could give up um, that are in the minors. They got a couple guys at the major league level, pitcher like George Kirby. Um, you know, they got they got the assets to, to make this deal. Now, whether Seattle hasn't made the playoffs in right. a long time, 18 years, yeah, 20 time. years. Yeah. I don't know how many. I think they're the longest running team without a playoff appearance. So. I think Seattle would be a perfect fit for him. Whether Seattle can pull the trigger on on a deal, who knows? We'll see. We'll find out. We'll know next week. We're going to shuffle things around, move around a little bit here. Uh, quarterback play this year for the Steelers will be better than what we've seen the last three years. Fact or fiction? Well, how could it not? <laughs> I mean, if you – I agree. If you look at it in a That's vacuum – definitely mark, fact. I mean, you, listen, the numbers in the NFL now are skewed because it's a passing league. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way we've seen Ben do it the last three years, he, he you know he only ran the plays that he liked. Um, he didn't like to get hit. He got rid of the ball really quick. Every pass he threw was under ten yards, except for your occasional deep ball to just keep defenses honest. I'm not even sure he was trying to complete them. He was just throwing the ball deep. Um, yeah, as bad as I think Mitch Trubisky is, and I think he's bad. I mean, he's real fucking bad. Excuse yeah. my language. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. Um, He's still going to be better than Ben was last year. Now, the, the the elbow year, the year before, maybe maybe not 2019, but last year, I, I can't see it being any worse. I think the offense is going to be more diverse. Right. I think it's a huge upgrade. I think whoever it's, – it's, it's, hopefully it's Trubisky, it, it, but we better see Kenny at some point this year. Kenny's 24. I saw a stat. You know, Josh Allen's, what, 25? Yeah. 25. Scary. Yeah, right? that's scary. Kenny's time like is now. Years, yeah. This is a little different than, than typical when you draft. 21-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Kenny's 24. He's ready. So hopefully we see Kenny by week or three or four or five at the latest. 
whoever it is, is going to be a huge upgrade. They're athletic. They're mobile. Both of those guys, they can move. They can run the offense. We know what Matt Canada likes to do. I'm anxious to see it at the, at the pro level. We haven't seen that. What we saw last year, everybody throw it away. They couldn't do anything with Ben. So my hope, it, whoever it is, whether it's 10 or 8, it's going to be a huge upgrade over what we've seen from Ben the last three years. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, ben couldn't throw the ball down the field. When he did, he was missing. He was just heaving the ball. Right, he does. We we're fifty years old. We're when we throw, yeah, we're yeah, just throwing as far as we can wherever yeah, it goes. It goes. It goes. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we saw from Ben. Um, so I think we're going to see a huge upgrade. So when you see, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit here, but when you see you know, prognosticators in Vegas saying the over under for wins this year for the Steelers seven and a half, even with the issues we talked about earlier, they are so much better off at the most important position on the field that you're going to see more wins. Than what we've seen in the past, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Well, I, I think even with a, a, a mediocre, maybe even below mediocre yeah. offensive line with a mobile quarterback, it, it it gets you to extend some plays. Right. Where last year, no chance. No chance. I mean, ben, ben got the ball out of the shot. Nothing. nothing. So, yeah, it's going to be different. Um, I, I and think, better. I think there's no doubt. Yeah, it's I, be I think it's going to be better. And you know how much better? I don't know. Uh, Trubisky has a, a, a propensity for the mistake. And uh, accuracy is not one of the right. things he's ever been known for. Now everybody says, well, he's set a year behind Josh Allen. Well, Josh right. Allen, as great as he is, isn't the most accurate quarterback either. Right. So I, it's, I, I, I'm curious to see where this quarterback play goes for the Steelers this year. But, yeah, I, I think it's fact. They're, they're definitely going to be better at the position and, and, and have a chance to do things that they weren't able to do the last three years. On to college football. We didn't get we, we didn't spend a segment on Pitt. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about them next week because they open camp next week. So we'll definitely talk about Pitt and, and what we're seeing early in camp and, and, and whatnot next week. But for now, this is preseason watch list for all the awards. So every day you're seeing so-and-so's on the watch list for this, that, or the other thing. So fact or fiction, Pitt will have at least one player win a national award this year. Win the national yes, award? Yes, win it. Um, I say that's fiction. Um, and the reason I say I don't I don't say that the bash pit it's actually a compliment because I believe this team is as deep as it's ever been and so you're going to see the ball spread all over the place now on defense you never know who could step up and right. have a monster year offensively for me you got Bartholomew's on the Mackey watch list he is, but, tight end but, so but I, the, right. the way it's it, it, it some teams that you see you're like this is the guy they go Jordan Addison was that guy right. last year. We're throwing to Addison every dime. They don't have to do that right. anymore. You know, they got Bob Means, they, right. the Mumford from yeah. Akron. Yeah. Um, they got a stable of running backs. Um, Bartholomew's going to have his catches, obviously, but is he going to have enough to win the Mackey Award? I, I don't Probably think so. Right. I just think that they're just deep and they're going to get the ball to the open guy. It, they're not going to force feed one particular guy. As far as the defense, like I said, it's, it's another – spot where they have a ton of talent and they rotate a bunch of defensive linemen in. Um, I don't think anybody's going to win an award, but that that's a good thing because when you got teams that are, are that diverse, uh, you don't have to say, if this guy doesn't play well today, we have no chance of winning. You don't have to say that anymore. That's a great point. And I didn't think about that when I was putting this question together. Uh, tip of the cap for that answer. That's a phenomenal answer. I'm going to say fact, though, and the reason why I'm going to say fact is it came out today that our boy Deslin Alexander was on the watch list for the Werfel Community Service Award. If he doesn't win it, it's a sham. We've talked 
this guy has done everything. He's partnered with a foundation here locally in Pittsburgh that provides uh, uh, food and money and and various resources for kids in Haiti, which is where he's from. Uh, He visits the VA hospital every week. This kid does so. He set the record at Pitt for most community services hours ever by a Pitt football player. Um, he's a fantastic kid. I he's mean, a, and, just a and, truly he's a, and he happens to be a hell of a football player. <laughs> yes. On top, yeah. we yeah. keep talking about everything he does off the field. Which, I, I, listen, you can't you can't even talk about that stuff enough because he won't talk about it. Right. Uh, it, it's up to us to tell people yeah. what this kid really does in the community. But yeah, that, that he could win that award. Yeah, but he should. And, and and that is obviously you're on a watch list for something you do off the field. He deserves that, but as far as on the field, right. I just don't think. I agree. No, the, I, I was going to say fact because I thought Kalijah Kansi um, could win uh, Bronco Nagurski or the Outland Outland, excuse me, uh, the Ronnie Lott Impact Player on Defense Award. Um, but you're right. I mean, he he's going to be rotated in and out. They have so much depth. Yeah, they, the, the depth. Listen, is Kansi's good. a phenomenal yes, football player. Yes, but he's just. I mean, his snaps are going to be. Yeah, they're, they're going to. They're everybody's going to be fresh, and everybody's right. going to contribute. And that's that's when you know you have a really really good football team when we're not just focused on one guy. And if you stop that one guy, then that team doesn't have a chance to win. And it's actually a compliment to Pitt. Not it's right. not derogatory. It's just the way I feel. I just think they got too much depth. Yeah, great point, and, and and I'm gonna agree with you on that. Uh, but let's pull for Deslin to yeah, win the absolute award. I mean, no, you want to talk about a leader on and off the field? It's it's that kid, and he certainly deserves any accolades he receives. No question. Rant time. Rant time. You know where I'm going with this. I've been teasing it the whole podcast, but why don't you lead I, us? Yeah, off? I guess I'll lead off. I mean, listen, I, my my rant this week, and we we hammered. I mean, literally hammered the Cleveland Browns for trading yeah. for Deshaun Watson. And rightfully and, so. And, and, and rightfully so. And, and, and it wasn't that we hammered them for Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. We hammered them for Deshaun Watson off the field. Right. Because you don't make that trade unless you know the guy's going to be available for all 17 right. regular season games. We know that's not going to be the case. Whatever the, the – if it's four games, six games, eight games, whatever it's going to be, he's not starting the season with Cleveland this year. So – that was well deserved, but I think the Arizona Cardinals absolutely, positively take the cake on stupidity. <laughs> they just signed Kyler Murray to a two hundred and thirty million dollar contract that runs through two thousand twenty eight. <laughs> he gets one hundred and sixty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. But the the thing that just made my and you head, and I have talked about how we, we're not big. Kyler Murray, I think, is in the bottom half of the NFL court quarterback play I, I just he's just not very good except he first, sees ghosts <laughs> well now now he's seeing rushers that aren't even right, there yeah. i mean i mean he, he looks like he's tap dancing back there i mean right. he, he looks like and they're not gonna there. have the money to build a line in front of him no they're not gonna have the money to build a line in front of him and 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 you would think a guy going into his fourth year maybe is it is yep. his fourth mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. he would continue to get better but Arizona had to put in his contract a clause. Now here's the, I had to write this down because this is the clause. It's quote unquote, independent study addendum. Now he will receive credits for film study for completing four hours of film study a week. Now let's put that in perspective. He got $160 million guaranteed and they put in the contract that he has to study film for four hours a week during the season. Now, I'm not a professional football player. I studied more film of mm-hmm. college players during the draft than this cat has done his entire three years mm-hmm. going into his fourth year in Arizona. 
How do you guarantee a guy 160 million guaranteed, and you right. worry about what he Film does? Style. Yeah, he's to like be a little prepared kid. for his games. That's absolutely ludicrous. On one hand, you're saying he's our franchise quarterback, but we don't trust him enough to do what he's supposed to do to lead our team. Right. Absolutely insane to me. Insane. I think it's the worst signing I've ever seen. On top of the trade for Deshaun Watson, it, it beats right. that. Uh, it, it's called an you independent study right. addendum. What the hell are we even talking about? It's sad. Sad, sad day. It's, so it's I, obvious I, this That's my rant for this week. I, I, uh, independent study addendum. I, I thought I heard it all, but apparently I haven't. The longer I live, the, the more That's one of our best rants we've ever had. No, it's absolutely You're ridiculous. Your, that, that's a really good one. I'm glad you, you called that one out. It's insane. Shame on him. Shame on the Cardinals. It's absolutely ridiculous that they had to put that addendum into the contract. I should sign my daughter to one of those. That way, make sure she studies in school. This is crazy. <laughs> Tuition is based upon study time. Right. Anyway, my rant, obviously, is on Ben. He opened his mouth again. Ron Cook wrote an article um, earlier. Ron Cook has his head so far up Roethlisberger's ass. His legs are dangling. Um, but anyway, uh, that's a whole different story. Uh, every time Ben opens his mouth, and I'm not going to go into the details. Here's the bottom line. Shut your mouth, Ben. You were a punk-ass little douche when you came into the NFL. You still are. Shut your mouth. Cam Hayward had to come out and call him out for what he said. Uh, you know, saying the me too. You know, the, the players are all worried about me, 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 me. And you know what? We, we've talked about it. And I think it's probably. But it's not for him to say. If he were an extraordinary leader, we know he never was. That's fact. Fanica was the leader of the offense when he was here. Fanica Lee, Bettis was. Ben was never a leader, ever. He leaves and he does this. I'm, talk, 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 talk. Everything he says is total horse shit. Kevin Colbert wanted him out. Shut your mouth, Ben. If, if this is – I get it, Mark. I, I, it actually – I mean, you know, me, I don't follow the Steelers like you and Tommy do, but – I was like, wow, like if this is how you felt, yeah. why didn't you say it while you were still playing? Right. Right. Like if you if you were, like you said, if you were a true leader, you would have pulled the team, not gone to the media, but pulled the team aside and said, listen, this is about the team, not about me. Right, not about he didn't your do stats. That. He retires and right. now, now he has something yeah. to say. That I, 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 That's just, I, that, that's, that's Bush League. It is total Bush League. It's typical Ben. I've had it, and, and Ron Cook being his mouthpiece in the media, I've had enough of that. Um, you know, he tried to retract a little bit. He was on the DVE morning show this morning, tried to retract a little bit of what he said. Listen, this here, here, word of advice for you, Ben. Go away. Go away. Do Pull a Jack Lambert for us all, please. Do us a favor. Pull a Jack Lambert. Go live in the middle of nowhere somewhere, and we'll never hear from you again. Anyway, right. sorry. That's okay. I, that like was I my said, rant. I have um, no love loss for him. So no, not zero. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for this week. Yeah. Uh, we miss Tommy for sure. Hopefully he'll be back next week. Yeah. Uh, but for now, it's ABC on Pittsburgh Sports signing off for this week. Everybody have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.